and welcome to our first episode of Surviving LA, our first and new podcast in which we will primarily talk about the ways Los Angeles has changed over the years and what we did to survive that change. Uh, my name is Juan Martinez, and I am joined by V. Hi, Veronica. Shorter for V. And Jimmy Guevara. Hello, everyone. And aside from discussing the many ways Los Angeles has changed, for better or worse, we will also talk about growing up in the 80s and 90s and how that compares to today. Just to give you a little bit of background, this was all born from one of the many crazy nights we've had. The first one I wasn't there for, actually. It was only V and Jimmy. And they actually showed me the aftermath of them brainstorming this podcast and they wrote anywhere between 75 to like 100 topics and how they were trying to link them all together. Narrowing all that down was a, the hardest part we did creating this podcast, uh, but we did. Uh, we did a couple of test runs and had some false starts, but here we are. Uh, so you know what? You know, chaos will reign a little bit in this podcast, but I guess that's what happens when you give three people like us mics. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so all right, you guys want to start off? Uh, what made you want to actually create a podcast? I guess we could just talk about that. All right, well, to be honest with you, I think just living in East Hollywood and you know having a like having a very multiracial background, I think I think we have a very unique experience compared to many Americans across the United States, and. Uh, and the main thing I feel like we we don't we don't have a platform that we share that enough. A lot of times we we go through our systems and we kind of just sit back and and then having the experiences that we lived through like the eighties, the nineties, and the housing um, setup that we've had and our and the way our public school systems and how and how we deal with that. It kind of like we have a very unique experience that you only see in Hollywood or sometimes Hollywood ignores a lot of times. And I don't. I don't know how you, like how you feel about that, but I f- personally, I feel like we we have a lot to share when it comes to just living on on ground zero for us. At least this is our ground zero, you know. Um, I know Vero and Juan. I've known you guys for years. I mean, years. And um, and they have. You they have, they say have, it with so much love. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I say, I say it with a lot of love. But what I'm trying to say is more like my experience is going to be different from Juan's, and definitely V's experience is going to be completely different. And that's the main reason I want to bring it because there are three different perspectives of growing up in the same area and how we see things so much different. Like the way I grew up, I feel like it's going to be different from what V grew up, and same with Juan. And I, I think that's a, a good segue for like you know. For Vettel to kind of be like, why did you want to start this? Well, first and foremost, excuse if I have hiccups throughout the entire <laughs> session here. I am seven months pregnant. Um. Anyways, back to the experiences and stuff. Yes, I, we grew all grew up within the same neighborhood, I believe. But obviously, we all had different experiences as far as where we grew up, how we grew up, um, our parents raising us and things. You know, we got to get involved as we were growing up, you know, in school or at home with our friends, et cetera. So that'll be something pretty interesting to kind of talk between us and share with people. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you might share the same experiences as we have. 
Yeah, because, you know, kind of just going back off that, like people, when they hear Hollywood, they think how glamorous and how beautiful the area is. And they see only like, oh, we have the the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And then they forget that there's this little nook called East Hollywood that came in like after, like what, the 90s? That they I think so. Yeah, right? And all of a sudden, now we became un- like known to Hollywood. Well, it's East Hollywood. I, I think I wasn't. I'm not sure if it became Little Armenia first. Or Correct. Yeah, East I think Hollywood. that's what it was. It became Little Armenia. And then, of course, you know, Veto brings in a very unique experience. I mean, and again, this isn't just kind of because I wanted to also bring a female perspective because my point of view is going to be definitely different from her point of view and definitely Quan's point of view as well. You know, I know. What, the struggles I went through as a male trying to just like navigate a lot of the systems that we that we have set up for us. And then going back to just living in East Hollywood, let's like, you know, everyone was known to like, oh yeah, there the, the Hollywood does exist, but there's there's a really bad side of Hollywood as well. And a lot of times they would refer to us like on the on the east side of Hollywood that we were the bad side of Hollywood. We're not to go down that that go go past like Vine. Once you go past Vine then you you're getting down to the like more like they would call it like at that time when we were growing up, kind of like the dirtier ghetto side, and I, and that's just being straight up. I'm, I, that's when I heard like, oh yeah, don't go past fine. I think all of Hollywood's like that. Yeah, we had a and we had a lot of young transient people that were borderline homeless, and they would do a lot of drugs, shoot up in the streets right on Hollywood Boulevard, and I know they had a lot of altercations with the cops as well. I remember growing up, I remember we used to go to the theaters, especially going to, like, we went to Hollywood High, you know, just kind of just to throw it out there. And uh, we were close to everything. We had In-N-Out next to us. We had IHOP. We had, like, all the entertainment areas, freaking all the theaters and everything. And not to say that we ditched to go there, but there was time that we did, or <laughs> on minimum days. <laughs> and, but it was easy access for us to just go and just go and j- go together and actually go see the movies. For us, we grew around movie, movie like influences. What theater did you go to in Hollywood? Um, well, I was in Hollywood. Oh, there was the Galaxy, remember? <gasps> oh, that's right. Galaxy right. Theater. Well, now it's an Alien Fitness. I yeah. totally forgot about theater. that. Mm-hmm. Chinese, yeah. which was one theater back then. It I used wasn't... to sneak on from the back door. Yeah, yeah. see, so it wasn't meant. Like, oh, we all remember sneaking from the through the band room. I remember the band room was the yes. easy way to get out of Hollywood. I completely <laughs> forgot about the Galaxy Theater. That lonely theater. back door. Yeah, where nobody yeah. paid attention to, but yet all the security guard knew about it. <laughs> it was, I think... Um, Going to Hollywood, back to high school and stuff, just getting out of school was pretty easy for me. <laughs> and I was in ninth, tenth grade without absolute no authority to get out of school. But it was always who who you knew. Yeah. Wait, you like, ditched? I did a lot. I rarely did. I think I did it like twice. And honestly, I, I didn't do it because I had the need to do so because I had permission to go out on weekends or... After school, my mom would be like, oh, okay, it's fine. Go with your friends, whatever. But most of my friends didn't have that freedom. So they would do it during school. So I'll be like, I didn't want to be that outcast, I could say. So I'll just tag along and be like, okay, I'll go. So be going to the, to the movies, to the beach, to go out and eat and stuff like that. Did and, you ever get caught? Uh, from by school, no. No, well, for both school or the authorities, because no. I I don't know anybody that got caught by the never. cops. Never, I never did. I think it was the only time I noticed that people did get caught by the cops was because they go to DJs. 
At, uh, like, you know, the arc light. <laughs> well, back then there was yeah. no arc light, but yeah. yeah was, that's right, I forgot dome. about the dome. But it was it was our go-to. So we had theaters everywhere practically at, at one point. And we still do. I mean, in, in, in reality, Hollywood still has even more. If not, yeah. Like in El Capitan was a big thing. And I remember everybody mm-hmm. was either working at El Capitan, they were working at Galaxy, they were working in freaking in uh, and out, out. <laughs> But McDonald's. Every, yeah. Which back then, if you worked for In and Out, you probably made like 15, 12 bucks an hour. Oh, yeah. Huh. And it was, it was a lot. Yeah. For, well, back when we were in high school, 12 bucks an hour. It was yeah, it was pretty, pretty well. How much is it now? Like 15, 18? No, no I think it's probably like Sorry. 14. Yeah, we would probably, I don't, know, I don't know, to be honest, we would probably have to go ask and check out mm. now. But, you know. And that was that, that's the thing. Those are like a lot of like it, it, there was such many variables to do. And I remember for me, it was always also I was always big in like playing basketball, you know. At, well, especially around Lemon Grove. Well, we can start off a bit of mm-hmm. where where okay. we grew up, like our neighborhood. Well, kind it's of, kind of boring because most people that are going to listen to this probably already know us. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I but I guess you know it's kind of an, like, completely understandable. But at the same time, it's kind of like we all moved out, you know what I mean? At least some, most of them did. And kind of just be like, oh, yeah, I remember that spot. Or, yeah, I grew up around there, too. But, I mean, we're not going into death into it. You know, it's just like, for example, I grew up on Sierra Vista and Santa Monica Boulevard, which yeah. was between McDonald's and Burger King, which is where the center point of the earthquakes were to meet up during that time Someone in the 90s. Someone from Iowa is going to listen to this like, I have no <laughs> fucking idea where that's at. Yeah. But if you have two fast food places near you, <laughs> yeah. that's good enough for me. You guys have it made. Exactly. And you have McDonald's and Burger King. Walking distance. <laughs> well, for me, hey, was, talking about, so yeah. a little quick thing. Talking mm-hmm. about then and now, do you know that that Burger King yes, is turning it's, into it's, a Chick-fil-A? It's, yeah, it's turned into Chick-fil-A. I was driving wow. down there and I was like, what? And that thing was abandoned for years. Maybe four or five years. Mm-hmm, about. I was surprised nothing came up like right away. It was just sitting there. It was an empty lot. But remember when we were growing up, that whole section was also very gang infested for the longest time. That little parkway behind it. Oh yeah, whatever that where you played baseball. It was no, no, no. Okay, so yeah, well, by yeah. the freeway. No, 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 no. But where the Burger King was at, where the Burger King was at, right behind there was a little parking lot that you could oh, go yeah, yeah, through yeah. across. It's it's connected well, we, to McDonald's. Correct. Yeah. So that one. I remember that whole section was so like hot and heated. It used yeah. to get like, and then people used to play soccer. In yeah, there. we played soccer and, a lot there. Yeah, and but it used to be kind of like, and then at times it got like really like dangerous to walk by there because they they, they gathered all the yeah, gangs. Yeah, at that and, time it was like MS um, neighborhood around there and stuff. So it was it was kind of scary. Yeah, and I I know you lived near there like. But see, because I lived in that section for a while. For then, people that don't know what MS, oh, okay. it was a, a local gang here in Los Angeles, primarily Salvadorian. Salvadorian, yeah. right? So, so that being said, uh, like 
you probably if, if any of you you'll probably hear Trump talk about it a few times and stuff like that. And, but, well, talking about then and now, mm, do you think it's better now than it was back then? Oh yeah, by a, by a long shot. Because before, it was like you used to gather within like fifteen, twenty like individuals in one spot, and it was just it, it kind of it, like unless you knew them. Like if you knew some of their family members, it kind of was kind of creepy just trying to walk through because especially if you're just you're just a little kid and all you see all these big dudes and like teen like big teenagers. And did everything. you ever have any issues though? To be honest with you, I never did until I got to maybe like junior high. You know, Wait, you you ran into no I ran into well a couple of times because of course we weren't I wasn't I was never affiliated with none of the gangs. So, like, let's say you had one of the new, like, youngsters coming up on, the, on, like, in the gang scene and stuff like that. They would, they would, what they would do is that they, they, they would approach you and be like, hey, where are you from? You know? And you just sit there like, well, if you're not, if you're from somewhere, you, you got to claim your, your set, you know, where you're, the gang that you're from. But because I wasn't part of anything, I used to be like, well, I'm from nowhere. And they still threaten you. Just kind of play that and like I'm, I'm I'm part of something bigger than you. And and if you've messed with me, I, I'm gonna throw my other boys on, on top of you. You get me? Yeah. I, you know, I think I was lucky enough that I never, that never really happened. But remember, I also also lived on the other side of the of like where near near like where Lemon Grove Park was at. You know. Uh, Lemon Grove Park for me that was like the big like uh, that's another like gang hotspot you know besides the uh, the Burger King parking lot in the back you know so and especially in Santa Monica and Western if you go to Santa Monica and Western I remember they used to kick it right in front where um, that little shopping center on on the on the south southwest corner it used to become very heavy and and everybody I remember there used to be this one dude on a wheelchair. They used to hang out with them too, and I used to always wonder, like, what happened to him? Did he get like, you know, was he like shot, like shot in the spine? Did he get stabbed? Like, I never really knew the full story, but there was always a dude in a wheelchair, you know. Oh, uh, I think it. No, it's not Snoopy. I, I know, I know, I know their names. Yeah, I, you I know. guess never mind. <laughs> See, different perspective. <laughs> yeah, my, I, the, one of the reasons I do know some of the names is. It's just that one of my older sisters got married to one of them. So, you know, it was, the experience and the involvement was a little different. And it was kind of like every time my sisters and I would come across them and, and stuff, it was just the approach was completely different, obviously. You know, it was kind of respectful. And my mom would be like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, you do something to my daughter, you'll see kind of thing, you know. But I guess it's more the involvement because where my sisters did at that time, you know, being married to one of them and stuff. So I guess, you know, my family at some sort gained some sort of respect because of it. But at the same time, it was scary as fuck. But, yeah, I remember that guy in the wheelchair. Right. Oh. But I think I did hear he passed away. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was just those difficult times. Like, if like if, I wouldn't have known, but because they always were, like, in four to five... Uh, in a group, I always like, I always like, in the, because they, they, again, my parents put this, this fear in me that like, no matter what, they're like, don't ever become a gang member. That was the, like the number one thing, well, especially with my mom was always like, don't become a gang member or I'm going to threaten me however she threatened me back then. And then at the same time, it's all like, and be careful and don't get around them. I don't, don't try to hang out with them. Don't try to associate with them. It's just that whole concept of just trying to stay away. So as a kid, I was already ingrained to condition to kind of stay away I, from that. Yeah. I was never tempted. Were you? I was never tempted, and I was like a metalhead anyway, and 
<laughs> high school, so it I, just never really crossed my mind. Well, there was a lot of opportunities to join. That's the thing. There was always there was it was like continuous recruitment going on constantly, especially in middle school because it was around the time where. You either this is where you start discovering who you are. You're trying. You either one you become rebellious against your family, or you start like you kind of start finding who you really want to be and stuff like that. And so for that being that, with that being said, I used to kind of just, um, I used to kind of just be like, all right, I'm what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna just try to just kind of still be an acquaintance, but not be a direct associate to a lot of these uh, gang members because at the same time, I I did not believe in that life, you know. Because I used to wonder, like, I, I remember watching a lot of, like, violence growing up in, like, the school and growing up, like, watching, like, you know, people getting, like, jumped left and right. Like, especially in the dead end, especially when I was in middle school, by, by Lecomte Middle School, they used to be called the dead end. And everybody, that was, the, like, the go-to spot to, and I'm going to use the slang, but in reality, like, what they used to say, like, this is where everybody used to go throw down. But what it means is that this is the meeting spot to kind of go and actually, uh, what do you call it, become, like, go fight another person you want to fight without being was that, was on that skill ground. Uh... It was where now, where Bernstein's at now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that street right there? It was by Channel 11. Correct. There you go. So... I remember it was it was one of those like it was just a known spot that all the kids knew about, you know, and it created like. Uh, but then again, at the same time, there was also a lot like the known spot, where like gang members would go and actually try to recruit other individuals, you know. So it it, it became a weird spot, and then even then though, like I remember watching like a lot of. Like I, because I, I because of the maybe I don't know maybe because there was there was more in my track of that were more associated with gangs, I don't know I also wonder about that you know, how that's how how if that makes a difference because each track brings in a unique group of people you know, yeah and and so I don't know I felt like my track had a lot of like a lot of crew members taggers and gang members which each of each of them had a different affiliation, and. And sometimes, again, there was just a whole concept of defending yourself in a group versus trying to be out there by yourself. So, I don't know. That I, like I said, it was tempting, but it was constant recruitment. That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I know we went to the same school, but we were in a different track. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, Veto was a year after us. So, even a year makes a big difference, you know? It was a year or two. No, you're a year back. Oh. So... Well, aside from that, though, did you ever feel, aside from the gangs, did you guys ever feel like a sense of community within your neighborhood? To be honest with you, not really. It was more because it was more like everybody was just kind of watching out for themselves most of the time. Like each family was, like I felt like everyone was on their own, like on their own, like on their own stuff, you know. I, I guess the exception of the room would be like me and your family was different, you know, like with like with Juan and my family because they we knew each other when when our moms were pregnant together, you know. So that's the only reason where, like we we already had the, the, your mom and my mom already had built that bond like before we were even present in this you world. You guys were womb buddies. Lame, <laughs> but yes, <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, but. But at the end of the day, that's the only sense of community we ever had because everyone else was on their own game. And then again, there was so many different types of families. Remember, we were 
My family is a mixed family. I had I was Guatemalan and Salvadorian, and a good majority of people around us were were from Mexican descent. So there was even then there was a little bit of a conflict between a lot of those cultures at the time. Hence, why we had so many different gangs. You know, why we had like. We had really hardcore Mexican gang. We had a lot of hard, like hardcore Salvadorian gang, and then for there, there was a moment where like even now we still have now we they even built up Armenian gangs within the same area, and again it's all about protecting each other, you know, and so the sense of community that was did not exist, like other than and until the earthquake happened. What did it change right after that? A little bit, but it went back to normal again. Because even when LAPD used to kick down doors in our in my in my building, nobody better than I. We just went on like, oh, the, there goes the gang members again, freaking, and take and then we see them getting yeah, dragged I off. That happened. Yeah, I mean, I see them getting. That like, was pretty common back then. Yeah, especially the crash teams. They would walk in, freaking, kick down the door, and then freaking drag a whole family out. I remember one of my buddies was like maybe like two years younger than I was I think I was like seven years old the kid was like five years old they dragged the kid out too and I'm just like what the heck and that was LAPD like it was cool like alright and you could hear like the grandma screaming and everything and this and this was all in a, like a like a single bedroom like like apartment on, on the on the bottom floor on Sierra Vista and, and they was, only had like 20 people living on that little single <laughs> But it was so hard to live in those times too, yeah. you know, because you you watch, like how how harsh the like the cops come down on you, and even then I remember everybody used to have this this fear of just being a, like seeing a cop. Everybody in the neighborhood would have the fear of cops coming around. Oh yeah, like nobody wanted to talk to the cops for that same reason because you used to see how used to, they used to get dragged down. And that was just like that was just one example that I saw of. There was a lot of dirty cops too during that time. Well, of course. I mean, I mean, Tons. Los Angeles has so always still had do. a history of dirty cops. I got assaulted a couple of times in high school. Yeah, like the same thing. I remember walking home, and that was like later at night. One of my buddies lived around the corner, and so I was just walking, and 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 so I was walking back home. It was like maybe like eleven, you know, and I was like, "All right, I'm only a block away, and I'm just gonna go walk back home to my to my spot." And this was on Romaine at the time when I was living um, on the other side of the freeway of the 101. And sure enough, I get stopped by like two cops and be like, "What are you doing here?" I'm walking home. Do you live here? Yeah, I just live right there. Can I see some idea? Like, yeah. And this was just when I just got back from, like, you know, when I just got back from, like, my, like, from the Marine Corps as well, too. So I was just like, all right. I'm just like, I'm just trying to, like, what's going on? I'm, I've never been harassed by the police until that time either. And I was like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, I was like, they, they, they started, like, interrogating me, like, why are you doing here? I'm on a, I'm, I went over to my buddy's house. He lives over on the other side. I was like, well, you know what? They're like, let me see some ID. Put, put your hands in, like, they literally had me on, like, a, like, Against the hood and everything, and then they had me sitting down on the on the sidewalk and then handcuffed me, and I'm just like, is this really necessary? Like, what was the what, what was what did I do wrong? Well, and then this is the description. We saw a um, a young male in his twenties walking the street, and he'd been breaking windows. And I'm on, and of course, me at this point, I was just already getting upset. And I'm just like, let me guess, he was brown, dark, you know, had a lot of black hair, very <laughs> short, maybe like mine's. <laughs> They're like, are you being smart as? I'm all like, obviously, yes, sir. <laughs> and 
But their attitude changed once they saw that I had a military ID. All of a sudden, they became one of my best friends. Like, like, what was the difference between that and me being military that changed? You know? Yeah. You got away a lot with that. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. I mean, it happened to me just when I moved into the apartment where I'm at now. I was just walking home from work. And because my uniform was all black Mm -hmm. at the time, um, had my headphones on. The cop literally stopped his car in the middle of the street, and he came busting out and his partner. And I was just walking. I wasn't really paying attention until I saw him from my peripheral vision. And he just, like, grabbed me. He's like, where do you think you're going? I'm like, home. I'm just coming from work. And as soon as he he was going to ask for my ID, as soon as he turned me around, he saw my uniform mm. and my work uniform. He's like, "Oh, okay, I'm so sorry." Like he didn't. Well, he didn't really say sorry. He was mm. just like his attitude completely changed. And when you get right down to it, it was essentially a racial profiling because I fit that profile of Hispanic male, certain height, wearing all black, and he just proceeded to harass me. And no apologies. It was just like the attitude changes. Like, oh yeah, we just. We got this description and we were just uh, keeping an eye on everybody and keeping an eye on the neighborhood. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you could have just politely came up to me and said something. Yeah. It's not like I was running away when you were coming towards me. <laughs> like I was like, oh my yeah, God. And I had headphones on. And I was like, what's going on? Is like, it me that you're looking for? Like, why are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, if you are looking for me, what did I do? Uh, it's just it's a lot of like again those are the things that we live through but it, it's it's I just think it's interesting that's very different because it, did you ever go through something like that just for yourself personally no which I, I because I don't hear that with a lot of females I feel like it's a I hear it's more of a male well, thing yeah I mean I, I could see why it wouldn't happen I mean I'm sure there's where you know females being assaulted it obviously in a whole different perspective oh, different yeah. ways but I never experienced it. What can you do for me so you can get away with it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it happens now, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty pretty common back then. Yeah, I could see that. And even even at that time, like... Well, like, have you run into any trouble with the police at all? Like, no? No, just okay. maybe... Okay. Were you ever in a stuff. car where they were harassing, like, if your friend was driving and they were harassing them or... No. No. Oh wow! You've been pretty lucky. I've even been through that where I have friends that have a military card, you know, and they just pop it out and be like, "Oh, okay, uh, sorry, sorry, I apologize." <laughs> well, that's it. With that being said, I was just say like, well, remember also like Hollywood's made up of forty-two percent Latino, you know, like that's kind of the demographics we're getting from the LA Times. That's what that's what the shows. Of course, this is a this is back in two thousand. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of. It is more now, I, just because we've had more Caucasians moving in in here. So, I wonder yeah, has the, sure. if that's changed. Yeah, because even I'm curious to see what that looks like with gentrification going on around the yeah. area. Because, like, how much do you pay Spends for it? Here? Yeah. A little bit less than a thousand, which I lucked out because I moved in here like seven years ago. Yeah. But if I were to, but if if I were to move out today and somebody moves in here, I'm pretty sure it's double that. Fourteen, fifteen, easily, easy. Yeah. 
Because Easy. You have, because you're close to schools. Yeah. Close to everything. You're not that far from Hollywood either. Yeah. So, it's yeah. central. Lo- yeah, it's prime location 14, right now. 15. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what my sister pretty much pays around this area. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when you moved out of, like, night recently, there was a huge price hike, right? Oh, from yeah, for sure. From the old to the one that you just I mean, moved out from to? from coming from a studio, which was a decent size at that time, I was paying eight fifty, and I got a two-bedroom with a roommate that was, like, what, almost 2000 And then when I moved out and looking for a place of my own, that went up to 1200 Yeah. And it was a one bedroom, very small one bedroom. Yeah. So yeah, prices are crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's like everyone, like I guess you could say, like a lot has changed, of course, and even now. But the thing that I find more interesting, especially living in this neighborhood, how this once the Sears broke down on like Santa Monica, it never came back up again. You know, especially now, of course, with all the like they're closing down all the other Sears around like. Well, all over the country, really. Like, it never came up. And it's such a big real estate. Like, it's like it takes up, like, at least... It's huge. It's like, a huge what, property. Like, like, six, like, five blocks, maybe? Three? Well, yeah, L.A. blocks are pretty big, so we're talking about maybe three blocks. Yeah, three blocks of real estate. That's I mean, empty. as far as the square footage or the lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how... It's, it's a pretty big lot. Because not only that, but remember, they also had the, the the mechanic center, too. The Sears mechanic area, right by where you used to pick up, like, where, where the... Yeah, and people that don't know, we're talking about mm-hmm. Santa Monica and Western. Yeah. If possible, we'll probably post links to pictures of the places (laughs) that we're talking about. Because I know we're talking about this like because we know where we're coming from. But again, people are going to be listening to this and be like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about (laughs) or what locations you guys are talking about. Let me Google this. Yeah. So we'll give you the coordinates. (laughs) We'll link you to the Google Maps. (laughs) That would be pretty neat, though, to kind of just edit out our, our Facebook page or Instagram. And yeah, like we're going to be pictures posting and pictures links. probably before or mm-hmm. after. But, yeah, and, and so now I, I ask you, like we like I said, there's so, much, there's so much history here. Like, think about it. We went through the L.A. riots here. We went through... Yeah, we could spend a whole episode with that. Yeah. This, Even though we were pretty young when that happened, I mean. But I'm just kind of just kind of overview of, like, we went through the L.A. riots, we went through the freaking 94 earthquake, you know. We we saw the Malibu fire, but that didn't really affect us from here. Well, we went to multiple fires yeah, now. Multiple we fires. went to the Ellie Griffith fire. The, oh, was that's right. Well, that was, we were just talking about that fire because it was literally like right next to the observatory. Mm-hmm. And we could see but like Hollywood practice. I thought we're, we are going through fires now. How mm-hmm. much that affected us here, you know, knowing that. Like, think about the fear, oh, it, it, the it fear was, that we had. Because it was LAPD, so, yeah. yeah, it affected everybody. And then, of course, watching what they did to Rodney King, and it was just scandal after scandal. And then going to the O.J. Simpson and seeing how that, like, affected our lives, too. Because it I did. remember it was on... <laughs> it did. Well, I mean, think about it. It was on every channel. I mean, it was on... It was on constantly, to the point where it was, but I never really OG, did pay well, attention more, to it. More, more for the African American community mm-hmm. than us, because I guess everybody could safely say now that he probably did it. Back then, it was like, oh, you guys are accusing another black man yeah. just because he's black. Yeah, and he and his ex-wife uh, Nicole Simpson. 
mm-hmm. which yeah. was a white woman. Yeah, so that that alone that is, in itself, yeah, it's and it's very controversial. It's a very controversial topic in itself, you know, because again, going leading back to you know L.A. riots, leading back to you yeah. know, Ronnie King, leading back to Rampart Division. And like all around, all like planting of evidence and stuff. So I mean, they have a dark history, in general. But what I, I go back to is kind of like how our neighborhoods can be very resilient. You know, like we lived through a lot of that, and we're able to still adapt and you know continue on. Even like I remember for the earthquake, I know we're, I'm not, I don't want to go too much into it, but just like. We were, a lot of us were living outside for at least a week or two because everybody was. Well, afraid. first of all, my family forgot about me during that earthquake. <laughs> you know, it happened. Oh, Veronica, we should where go go you? back and get her. Where were you? <laughs> Sleeping. Oh, you you didn't feel it at all. No, well, you were one of the. I, mean, ones. I could be a deep sleeper at times, but yeah, we were we were pretty much camping outside on the parking lot from McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. For like a month, we stayed out for a month because yeah. everybody was just so scared, especially when we we're coming out. Especially when we we're coming out from a three, four story building, it's like yeah. it's scary. Well, well, yeah, like I said, so we'll, we'll definitely cover. We'll go more into that for sure. When in the recent earthquake, now everybody yeah. thinks like the one that we just experienced this year was the strongest one since then. So that it. It still doesn't compare to the 94, but a lot of people were like... A yeah. little bit. <laughs> but even then, though, like, it wasn't because of how far it was. Remember, the epic center for the Northridge Earthquake was literally just over the yeah. valley, just over the hill. But they were us. saying, yeah, if, yeah, that that's why. But, Wait, well, but a, more people felt it, though. Yes. Like, that was because... Because they even felt it, it all the way to Vegas, from yeah. what I was told, you know? And people, I think San Diego as well. Oh, wow. I know. It was that strong? Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Well, well, like I said, we're going to definitely go into more stuff. Um, I, I think this is a good, like, you know, I, overall, I think we covered a lot of different, like, ideas of what, what, we're, what we're going to lean into. Then, of course, we're going to go also see what our, what, what our careers have looked like since we left, like, uh, high school or even leaving the area or staying in the area, what that looks like now. Yeah. And it's not going to be all just serious talk. Nah, well, yeah. like, again, this podcast is just basically just us talking about Los Angeles and... Uh, what the things we went through back mm-hmm. then, and and how we're experiencing now, yeah. and, and even, and then of course the beauty of it is that like we all have three different perspectives, you know, you know Juan Juan I think is still in the area, stays in the area more yeah. than anything else. I don't no longer live in the area, but I still come through a lot. But even that makes a big difference of where I stay at versus like Veronica, especially coming in from a female perspective. And bringing in that, like, what it's like to still live in the area and still growing up around it, you know, I think that big brings in a big picture of what we're trying to like show, like the perspective of like what East Hollywood really is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that being said, thanks for listening to Surviving LA, and again, we will try to post links of everything that we're talking about because I know it's kind of hard to follow if you're not from LA. We definitely have to get used to that because <laughs> we're just name dropping all these places yeah. and then like, like, like I said most, yeah most people are not going to know exactly what we're talking about so we'll try to post links and pictures mm. of before and after so you can see how things looked back then and how they look now um, again this might be up on 
iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I don't have no idea what it's called now, but feel free to subscribe <laughs> yes. and rate if you like your show. Please, please and also, do. yeah, um, our social media. We bro. will, yeah, social media, but we will have a site going up soon, which will be survivingla.com. You'll find our all our all of our social media there, and please comment there. See what you did like about the show, what you didn't. I know it's, it's brand new to us. us. It's yeah. a process. Yeah. We're gonna if, be if, rambling on, so just bear with us. And, then, and if you have, if you grew up in a neighborhood as well, and just share you, your please, experiences. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's that's basically I think why I yeah. want to do it too. Just, just share, you guys can share chime in. Probably if you have any questions. Feel free Ask just away. to leave a comment, you know? Definitely. Yeah. All right. And with that being said, uh, yeah, until next time. Thank you all. Bye. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Bye.